10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Live from London, this is The Late Show with Genevieve Bent on Teachers Talk Radio. Good evening, it's 8 p.m. Welcome to The Late Show. I'm Genevieve Bent and I'm here with you until 9.30 p.m. this evening. Coming up, we'll be discussing celebrating Black History Month in schools with special guests Grady Tamine and Adiola Ogundeli. It's Thursday evening, this is Teachers Talk Radio, and we are live. Live from London, this is The Late Show with Genevieve Bent on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live on the Podbean app or desktop player. Just head over to www.podbean.com slash lsw slash ttradio or search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag ttradio. Good evening, everyone. It is Genevieve here. Welcome to The Late Show. I feel like it's been quite a while. If you're wondering why I sound a little bit off in terms of my voice, I am. Um, I feel like I've been ill for forever. So I'm only just getting over um, everything. And so my voice is slowly returning to normal. Um, but yes, thank you for joining me. If you are in the live studio, I would love you to say hello. Please do text in like he says every time we're on text in communicate with us follow the hashtags so if you are on twitter if you are on instagram on social media it's at tt radio 2021 and it's hashtag tt radio and of course if you are with me if you are not with me if you're not with me rather you can always um, engage with me too at vive right and that's on twitter um but yes so it is the late show with me and it's been a while since i've been on it has been a while i've got to say and so um i was feeling a little, a little bit nervous uh, because it's been such a while since I have actually been um, in the studio talking to people, talking to listeners, engaging with with everyone. And so, um, yeah, it's really nice to be back on this Thursday evening. It's actually my half term. So um, I have been spending my time just resting and recovering from what has been, oh, I don't know. I feel like everyone has had the same issue, uh, literally just what has been a vicious half term. I know vicious sounds a little bit, um, sounds a lot, but actually I feel like it's been like that. Um, if you go on to, if you're on edgy Twitter, you would have seen, or you, you're still seeing so many tweets just talking about the same thing, how everyone is, um, you know, has been struggling this half term considering it's only, you know, the first half term back in a school year. It's like, what is, left in store what else is there in store <laughs> when we're only a sixth of the way in um but like I said it is my half term so I have been recuperating and uh I know that lots of my colleagues are still in school not my personal colleagues at work but you know colleagues out and about are still in school so I do commend you and well a big well done um because it has not been easy but you are almost there and uh hopefully 
you you know you get to get you get the rest and um the downtime and the relaxation and the self-care that you need over the next week or so once you finally do finish but I will give you a round of applause because I think we've all done amazingly well to get through to this point in the year okay So if you are listening this evening, I would love for you to, like I said, connect with us at TT Radio 2021, hashtag, <laughs> hashtag TT Radio, and um, you can connect with me at Vive Right. Of course, I want as you know people to engage with us, have a conversation, join in the conversation, tell me what your thoughts are. Um, we are discussing, you know, something that I find particularly um endearing and interesting this this evening we're talking about black history month which is going to be really important um and what and i am really excited to have some special guests on um one that you may remember if you have listened to my show previously you may remember him and that's grady he joined the show last time and he pretty much took over as a co-host when things went wrong technically um for me so i'm really looking forward to having him back on and I did say to him, um, he, you know, he can think of himself as a co-host for today. today. It is it the is first time. Oh, it is the first time that we have had. Um, what am I talking about? I've gone completely. It's not the first time, should I say, that he has been in the live studio. So I'm really excited to have him back. Tom, thank you for texting in. You said that always lasts ages. Honestly, the clap took ages to start and to finish. Um, and if you are entering the live studio, please do share the live show, share it with your colleagues, share it with your friends, share it with your family. We're talking about Black History Month this evening. Hello to Khalil, one of our fantastic hosts. He hosts the Sunday Lunch Show. And I know that he did a special on Black History Month too. So, you know, these are topics that are very close to our heart. And um, yeah, I couldn't wait to talk about it this time. So for anyone who is joining the live studio, please do text in and let me know that you're here this evening. I'll give you a lovely shout out. Um, and I was just talking about, um, you know, the fact that it has been a really hard half term for everybody. I think I don't think there's anyone who has escaped that with everything from COVID to Ofsted. I've seen so many teachers um, have had the call, as they say. And, and so lots of people have been, I guess, subjected to Ofsted this half term already um, and I don't know if anyone who I mean I, I know lots of you are teachers and those of you listening back are teachers or, or work in schools but there was uh, an article that came out and it was um, on TES and it was just basically summarising um, I think it's Alison um, who is head of the Chartered Council of Teaching and she was talking about you know Ofsted and how I guess how their impact has not necessarily been um, very positive to say the least. So I was reading that the other day, but just thinking about everything that's happened in this half term anyway, it's not just the Ofsted. I mean, COVID has been massive. If, like I said, if you're on Twitter, if you're part of Edu Twitter, you would have seen so many teachers recently in the last couple of weeks, especially have gone down um, with it, have tested positive. And I was reading a, another article that came out a couple of days ago on TES, and it was talking about a supply cover and as the COVID rate has basically doubled in teachers, that there is 
that there's, I guess, a warning that there's going to be a supply um, teacher shortage, which is really scary because I don't know about anyone else who's in schools at the moment, but, um, you know, we've had some supply ourselves because teachers have gone off um, and, I just can't imagine with supply shortage going down, what is actually going to happen? I think we're going to be stretched. Um, But I know it's a lot of doom and gloom and I don't really want to focus on that right now. Um, So I'm going to switch uh, course for the moment. I don't know if that's the right time, but you get what I'm saying. I'm going to switch lanes and I'm going to talk about what we're here to talk about. And that is, of course, Black History Month. Um, One of my favourite months of the year, if you've listened to my shows before, you know that I talk a lot about, um, some may say that I go on and and, and go on and on and on about it, but identity and, you know, uh, the Black British experience and uh, I guess being a Black Brit, being Afro-Caribbean or West African or African um, and all sorts of identities within the black community and celebration within the black community as well and how that translates into schools and and education from a personal point of view so i've done shows about windrush i've done shows about subnormal um the subnormal um educationally subnormal we've talked about uh i I think i've talked about so many different things that you know i I forget but yeah black history month especially is a great time of the year for me and um and that's just personally anyway and so it's really exciting that I get to you know it's still nice I'm still in a school and I get to influence that in some way um amongst students so it's been yeah I mean we only got to spend two weeks of October in school because like I said we're on half term but you know it was nice what we did get to do and I did share some stuff on my um twitter so if you are connected with me you may have seen some pictures i've shared or com- um you know comments from students that i've shared um so i p- black history month i guess how is it celebrated and who takes the lead and our special guests grady and adiola are going to talk about what they've done in their schools and how they've contributed to it and and possibly led black history month in some way and um but before we get into that, I wanted to talk about the Black History Month hub on TES. If you are entering the live studio, please do text in and let me know that you're here. Um, yeah, the Black History Month hub on TES. It's full of resources, full and full of resources. And I remember when it was being created last year. Good evening, Gabriella. Thank you for joining the Late Show with me, Genevieve Bent. Um, and Fola Sade was uh at the time she was the head of external partnerships i believe it was and she had reached out to me because she was doing this hub and she had my had my windrush resources were out at the time and she talked about how this was becoming a new platform so i remember when it was being set up and basically the hub is packed full of resources to help teachers up and down the country and um, deliver black history month in schools so it's um when you go onto the resources page, you'll see this like banner at the top of the page. And it's it's like a cl- a, you click the link and you're taken into this page full of links to different resources by different authors, TES authors and, and contributors. And um, when I clicked on it today, because I haven't been on it for a while, because I tend to make lots of resources myself in school. I and I saw my resource in it. So that was really, really, really pleasing. It was the Windrush reading list that I created last year. And so I went onto my author dashboard and 
I was so shocked to see how many downloads it had had in the last 30 days. But it had, it had had um, 800 downloads this in the last 30 days that reading list alone, as well as like um, downloads from all my other resources. And it's just crazy that, um, you know, you put something out there and yes, you do expect some, you know, downloads and stuff. But like this you know, uh, uh, over a year on that people are downloading it and engaging with it. And it's just really nice to see. And if you do put stuff on TES, you you have this author dashboard that also shows you where the downloads have taken place. So like Africa, I had downloads in Africa, different parts of Africa. So Egypt, Tanzania, West, countries in West Africa. I had downloads in the UAE and, and Europe. And it's just so nice because it gives you like a reaffirmation that you're doing something well um so yeah i thought i'd just share that with you i found that quite interesting um but of course black history month this year the theme is proud to be so i know that i have seen this all um from lots of different educators on twitter just sharing the stuff that they have done this year and it makes me so happy to see what has happened in schools uh, up and down the country and there's been so much um positive things happening anyway so the Lewis Hamilton um partnership and I'll probably mention these later but the Lewis Hamilton partnership and um and that links to the the new education minister um Mr Zahawi I think his name is talking about you know um what he's going to be doing to boost numbers of black head teachers and that sort of thing so I just it was nice to see I guess not just stuff going on in schools, but also thoughts about what else needs to transpire to improve experiences um, for, for students in schools. That was lovely. Good evening, Karen. Thank you for joining me this evening. Lovely to have you in the live studio. So you have said, I'll be taking the lead on Black History Month going forward. So thanks in advance for all the great ideas and good practice shared tonight. Um, you're welcome in advance. And of course, I cannot take the credit because I've got two special guests who are going to share all the amazing things that they have done. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but thank you, Karen. Please do uh, share the, the show. Um, and it's lovely to have you with us, of course. But... I mean, I've been waffling on for a little while, which I tend to do, which there's nothing wrong with that, as you know. Um, but I'm going to introduce my special guest and I'm going to do that after a short ad break. And the reason being is because one of our sponsors is super important when I think about what we're talking about this evening. And that is, of course, Black History Month. But one of our sponsors... <coughs> is uh, dedicated to black history and they're called the history highlights. So my, I thought it's, you know, it's really important to actually give them a, a particular shout out. So I'll be right back after this. Need support with your phonics teaching? Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DFE validated programs to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use, and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. To find out more, and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, 
visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. Hello everyone and welcome to the History Hotline, the hottest line for all things black history and beyond. I'm your host, Diana Lynn Cook, making space for honest conversations about black British, Caribbean and African history. Here to teach you all the things left out of your school books. Make sure you subscribe to the History Hotline on all good podcast platforms. Follow us on social media at the History Hotline on Instagram and at the History HL on Twitter to find out about new upcoming episodes. Do you struggle with people pleasing? Is it a constant battle managing different and difficult personalities? Why not inspire, challenge and empower your team through the Mal CPD Essential Coaching Skills for School Leaders course or gain practical skills to become a strong and compassionate leader through the assertive leadership and the emotionally intelligent leader courses. All Mal CPD courses are accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. Find out more at www.malcpd.com. Live from London, this is The Late Show with Genevieve Bent on Teachers Talk Radio. Okay, and welcome back to The Late Show. It was a short ad break. As I said, I am highlighting the fact that History Hotline um, are one of our sponsors because we are talking about Black History Month this evening. So I'm going to introduce our first special guest. And I did tell him that he is, you know, he's pretty much my co-host tonight. So, uh... My first special guest is Grady. I did say that at the beginning of the show. He's an associate assistant head teacher. He's an IT teacher. He's been teaching for over nine years. Um, a proud Congolese man and a Christian. And I'm sh- sure if you've listened to my show before, you may remember him from that previous show. Grady, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> I can hear you fine. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm getting over being ill, so my voice sounds a bit off today. But yeah, I'm oh, okay. Oh no! I mean, we've got, <laughs> we've got one more day, and then you can recover. Well, I was saying um, earlier in the show that I'm already on half term, so I'm really sorry about that. But I've been enjoying some, recovering. We, we we don't need to hear that negativity. Let's right <laughs> just let's just, <laughs> just it's positivity. Man. <laughs> I know, I know. Sorry about that, but. You know, you're, you've got one day left and then you can enjoy like me. Yeah, yeah. You just found this one anymore, knowing that you've had a week already. But I know. But, yeah, I know. <laughs> sorry about that. But sorry, not sorry. Um, but I hope, hopefully, it's, you know, you're enjoying being back in the live studio and you're looking forward to our conversation this evening. I'm here. I'm ready. Let's, let's, yeah. let's talk. Perfect. So just, and I know I gave you an introduction, but for people who are not familiar with you, do you want to give yourself another introduction at all? Sure. Um, hi, I'm, I'm Grady. Um, I work in a, in a faith-based secondary school. I've been teaching for over nine years. I believe this is my, my 10th year, coming into the 10th year of teaching. Um, love what I do. Um, proud Congolese man, born in Congo, migrated over here when I was young. Um, and I'm a Christian and I serve in a church in East London. Perfect. Thank you so much. So, as you know, we're here to talk about Black History Month in schools and celebrating that. And I wanted to share, like I said, I wanted to share some amazing and excellent practice that educators are doing up and down the country. And for me, our school was cut, you know, our celebrations are cut 
quite short this year because we started half term quite early. But I guess for you, um, especially as your SLT, what has been your role in celebrating Black History Month in your school? Uh, so I think this this year, um, I think I've more taken a, a, a head of year role rather than yeah. an SLT role. So it's been, this year has been quite interesting. Um, so essentially what happened, just to give you a bit of backstory, so I think last year, after everything that happened with George Floyd, um, obviously forcing everyone just to kind of reflect, um, as I knew Black History Month was coming, I wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, mm. to, be, to be honest, historically, I hadn't really done much. Anytime mm. there was an assembly, I'll just do a Black History Month assembly, just highlighting inf- influential figures. Um, and, and that was it, really. There was, um, there was nothing more that I was interested in doing. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think upon reflection, I think one of the reasons for that, um, and I don't know how controversial this will sound, but because I was raised in a cultural household, mm. um, I very much knew my identity. I very much knew my background. Yeah. I very much knew my people. Um, so I didn't really feel like there was, a, there was a gap in my identity or who I was as a black man. Mm. that makes sense? Um, therefore, though I might... You know, in school, all you learn about is slavery and that's all you kind of hear about. Mm. It didn't necessarily affect me as much as it did my peers because I knew the history of my Congolese people. Yeah. Um, and I was and I was raised in that community as well. So there was always a connection for me. Um, so there wasn't any form of ambiguity. But I suppose after everything that happened last year kind of caused me to think, um, to reflect. And essentially what I ended up doing was building resources Mm. Uh, and rather than just having a one-off assembly at the beginning of Black History Month, I, that I decided to have, I think it was four assemblies at the time, maybe three. Okay. Um, and essentially, I went on a journey of Black history. So we went right from the beginning, um, Africa, the motherland. We spoke about migration. We spoke about the kingdoms. We spoke about the richness, uh, which led to speaking about trading um, with, other, with other continents and other countries. Um, you know, how the, the royal family came over to Africa and um, gave reference to some of the royalty there. And then I kind of spoke about slavery and colonization and then went to the emancipation. And I, pro- I really took uh, my year group across a whole journey. Um, I received a lot of positive feedback from students and from staff as well. Oh, great. Yeah. Non black non-black staff members. Yeah. Um, just kind of emphasised on the fact that they've learned something new and there was so much mm. that they just didn't know about, about the history. Mm. Um, and I didn't want to do the same thing this year. So essentially all I did was just deliver an assembly to my year group. Um, okay. I, that, that was my only plan, just to deliver an assembly to yeah. my year group. Um, but I think the, the, assembly was, the assembly was so effective that a couple of my staff members came up to me and said, you need to deliver this across the school. Oh, wow. Um, as in you need to deliver it because they need yeah, to you. Uh, it has to be you. Um, and I think the word started spreading. So I started delivering it across the year groups. And essentially that was literally the feedback. So I had teachers coming up to me saying, that was amazing. Like that was an amazing assembly. Mm. Um, and we have PSHCE in our school, which lasts pretty much an hour. Um, is so that a lesson or is that tutor time? It's during tutor time, but it's been extended to, to the same duration as a lesson. Oh, wow. Okay. For us to be able to deliver it. Yeah. Um, so I ended up taking the sixth forms PSHE session to deliver um, 
my extended version of my Black History Month assembly, mainly because of the negative feedback that had been raised for some of the some of the resources that had been given um, yeah. to the to the staff. So some of the sixth formers just weren't pleased, um, and then. And then, yeah, the, the head of six form just reached out to me and said, please, can you just, can you do, can you do something? Can you help us? Uh, yeah. And yeah, and, and I did. And I suppose, yeah, words has just kind of spread across the, the staff body um, about the presentation um, and people just encouraging me to kind of present it. Because obviously I've been doing it as year groups and staff members have been present as pastoral staff. Mm. Um, but the word is for me to kind of present it to the entire staff body for them to get the message that I've been giving out. Yeah. Um, so essentially, that's how I've been doing it as a head of year slash SLT. Um, and I think the best thing about the assemblies for me personally um, is that there's a there's a section where I kind of just talk about specific issues that occurs, especially in our school. Um, when you say issues, of, what do you mean? So things like um, comments on on the hairstyles of the black girls, or last year when we had the whole Black Lives Matter movement. There was one or two people who ignorantly said all lives matter. Um, there's people that might make comments like, you know, why don't we have Asian History Month? Or why can't we say all lives matter? Just little things that I kind of, I've heard in the grapevine because I spoke to some of the students asking them, you know, what have you experienced? So I had a slide where I literally referenced <laughs> and I hit home um, direct things that have occurred in the school. Yeah, and I think and providing clarity. Yeah, and I just, I just went for it. And I think it was... I think the part that warms my heart, especially when I was talking about black hair and how to treat black girls, was just seeing the black girls in the audience nodding, smiling, mm. nudging their friends, and then coming back to me saying thank <laughs> you. And it was almost like they've been wanting someone to say something, or they've been wanting to say something, but they didn't know how to articulate it. Yeah. And finally, someone is speaking for them on their behalf. Um, yeah. Exactly. Um, so I think, and I think that's when it really hit home to me that. Though all I think I'm doing is just presenting an assembly to give content and knowledge, I'm really speaking up for those who don't feel like they can speak up for themselves. Yeah. Um, so essentially, that's that's one area. Um, another thing that I'm currently looking at is just some of our policies and procedures in order to make them more inclusive. So you are, like you said, you're taking it. You've t you took a head of year role initially, but that's moved into more of a across across the school type yeah. of role um, yeah. and so assemblies and what how else did your school decide to I guess celebrate or shine a light on Black History Month this year then because um, it sounds so it sounds very much like you had done this and it sort of then flowed into the rest of the school yeah um, obviously we had our PS, PSHCE coordinator share resources mm. um, across the school just encouraging everyone throughout the month to tap into these resources, to share, yeah. to engage conversations. Um, across our school, we have posters um, and signs of kind of influential black people. And mm. we also have, um, I don't know if testimonies is the right word, but we pretty much have postcards where students and staff have identified, identified black inspirations. Um, and we have that across the school. So as you're walking, you are seeing images and you're seeing highlights of, of Black History Month. Yeah. Black the black community. Um, last year, one thing that we asked every single department to do is to implement um, something in relation to black people as part of their curriculum. Um, they don't necessarily have to do it during October, but they have to ensure that there's evidence of it somewhere through their curriculum. 
Yeah. Um, whether it's whether it's creating a presentation, whether it's looking at black authors, whether it's looking at a black person that relates to their specific department or their specific yeah. subject. Um, so that's kind of how we've kind of interweaved it throughout our school. Yeah. And our head of that's similar to a little bit um, of what our head of humanities did this year. And that was just, you know, getting each department to, I guess, describe what they're doing. Um, not necessarily in great detail, but describe how they were contributing to the overall um, academy celebrations. But yeah, OK, that that makes sense, of course. And sort of, I guess, from you teach IT, don't you? I do, so yeah. how did you roll that out within your subject? I think for us, it was just more of just embedding it into the curriculum. Um, so when we're talk, if we're talking about specific people or if we're given specific scenarios, ensuring that um, the person that we use in our example is someone as part of the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm talking about social media um, and how that's impacted the world and I'm referencing individuals, then this is the month where even more so am I going to identify black influencers. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about the IT industry and people who've made a difference, I'm looking at black computer scientists, I'm looking at black engineers, I'm looking at black technicians, and I'm kind of bringing a spotlight onto them and highlighting them um, to to our students as well. So that's pretty much across the key stages. Um, one specific thing I've done in lesson as part of one of our research tasks um, is ask the students to research into a black person involved in any area of computing um, and then to share it back to, to one another as well. Yeah, that sounds good. And I know that I saw on your Twitter that you had put, that a student had done you, right? Is that correct? Uh, they asked to do me. I said, I said no. Uh, oh, you said no. I, said, I, I hate the spotlight, so I said no. <laughs> but I just, I just feel so sweet. Um, yeah, that's just very so sweet. Because it was, it, was it, was, it was a genuine thought and a genuine request. And yeah. I think that's so lovely that you want me to be the base of your research, but I don't really want you to find out where I live in my life. Uh. So okay. <laughs> but, but it's thank you thank you it's, yeah it's wonderful <laughs> it was well-meaning yeah it really but was nah. <laughs> uh, it really was but definitely put a smile on my face oh that's lovely hello to tcg cuban thank you for entering the live studio um so what sort of feedback then i know you talked about the girls nodding in assembly and um i guess that sort of positivity that was coming or radiating from them what other feedback have you had you know, it sounds like your assembly went down very, very well um, from students, parents, possibly. Yeah, it did. Um, I mean, I can't think of anything descriptive, but just common things like really enjoyed the assembly. I can tell the passion from your voice. I learned a lot. Um, staff say, you know, usually I kind of, <laughs> they shouldn't have said it, but usually I switch off in some of these things, but really <laughs> have been focusing throughout. Um, and yeah. this was coming from from as low as, as a TA to as high as literally the head teacher coming to me saying, I've been hearing amazing things about your assembly. Well done. Um, so yeah, it's, oh, it's pretty much just, just spread. And even just today, I was talking to a, a colleague. So there's one year group where I haven't been able to deliver the assembly to, who came up to me saying, I keep hearing about this amazing Black History Month assembly that's been going on. So I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's going around. Um, I've also ended up recording the presentation um, because we're planning to pull it on our school website so that can go out to the parents and the governors and everyone else as well so everyone could everyone could catch the message I suppose. Oh that's amazing that's really really amazing um I'm gonna be I've got a couple more questions for you actually Grady but I'm going to play the 8 30 news and then we'll be right back.
No problem. Thank you. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Megan Goods. This is your latest Teachers Talk Radio News. Schools have faced warnings this week from data privacy watchdogs following the rollout of facial recognition technology in canteens. The systems were initially installed to be more COVID safe, allowing students to make contactless payments. A spokesman for the schools implementing the new technology said the software makes payments faster and over 97% of school communities had given their consent for it to be used. However, a spokeswoman for children's digital rights group, Defend Digital Me, argued that biometrics should never be used for children in educational settings. No ifs, no buts. It's not necessary, just ban it. The focus group recommended that the least invasive option always be used where young people are concerned. Three schools across Buckinghamshire have been targeted this week by anti-vaccination campaigners. The protest groups targeted the schools with loudspeakers, flyers and QR codes which students were encouraged to scan to listen to a song warning them about the alleged dangers of the vaccine. Police were forced to attend one of the scenes to disband protesters. The county remains on red alert for potential anti-vaccine protests at their schools and have had to issue guidance to staff at schools on how to handle demonstrators. That was your latest Teachers Talk Radio News. Live from London, this is The Late Show with Genevieve Bent on Teachers Talk Radio. And welcome back to The Late Show with me, your host Genevieve Bent. We are here discussing Black History Month in schools and how we celebrate and um, recognise Black History Month within our own schools and across the country. And I have got special guest Grady with us this evening. Our first special guest, Grady. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We are here. So I guess another question then, um, how well do you think personally Black History Month has been celebrated nationally this year? So not just within schools or education, but how well do you think it's been celebrated generally? Honestly, not too well. Mm. Um, I, think I, I think I judge or I would judge the impact based upon, uh, what's the best way to say it? Based upon how much, um, how much is publicized without one having to search for it, if that mm. makes sense. As yeah, if that it's makes just sense. In your face, if it's, brought, um, if it's brought up front without you having to kind of sour through, then you know that it's building up. Um, we, we don't need to think hard about COVID to know that COVID is happening because it's everywhere. Um, I think the only platform where I think 
did a great job with Black History so far is Channel 4. But unfortunately, okay. it was just for that one day. <laughs> just that is that one the Black day. to Front day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. I thought that was, it was amazing. So good. So uh, good. Amazing. I know there's been a couple of documentaries as well. Um, well, only two that I'm aware of so far that have happened this month. But I certainly think there's more that could have been done in the media and certainly more. Um, yeah, obviously, there's, there's, there's more that, that mm. can be done. Um, but I suppose such is the case and such is the cause. Yeah, I mean, I have seen lots of different opinions on that. And that's the reason why I asked, just because there was there's quite a few people that have said, actually, Black History Month was a big thing last year. But I guess that's mm. after everything that happens with um, so the social justice yeah. movement and raising awareness and, and all of that that happened, that it was made a really big deal. And it's sort of been forgotten about this year. Would you agree with that or...? I wouldn't necessarily say forgotten about, mm. um, but it's definitely not as pressing as it was. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that I'm that I'm shocked. Um, if if anything, it just kind of reminds us of what it is that we're trying to do. Yeah. Why it's so important that we that we work our way up there so that we can be a voice. Yeah, agree. Yeah, agree. Yeah. I, t I put out on Twitter um, earlier just to, to find out, just put a poll up to find out how many people have celebrated in their schools. And if you haven't celebrated and um, I got, it was about 50, 50 at one point. So a lot of, a lot of the people who voted hadn't done anything in their schools, which is, you know, a shame, but equally there were lots of people who've done lots of celebrations and it's about two thirds have celebrated this year, which was quite nice. Um, yeah. But I know you're, like I said, you're SLT, um, you took on a head of year role, but whose responsibility do you think it is to, to actually lead activities within a school, do you think? Do you think it's a head teacher, is it with departments? Who do you think it falls down to? When you say, when you say lead, do you mean as in practically doing something? I mean, sort of taking control of, of what is going to be done by who? Yeah at what time, et cetera, actually taking the lead on everything, I yeah. guess. To be honest, I, I would say anyone who's, one, truly passionate about it, mm. um, and two, preferably someone of influence. So if this person is not a leader or a senior leader, then they need to have direct contact with a leader because everything trickles down from leadership. Yeah. Um, so if this is something that's coming from your head teacher or coming from your SLT, then the whole staff body are more inclined to buy into it um, and to support it. And essentially all you need is a spearhead that could then do literally the, the, the heavy lifting and the running around. Yeah. Um, but, but it needs to be someone who's passionate and who cares um, or else things won't be followed through um, and it won't be done with the quality that it requires because Black History Month, when we talk about Black History Month, we're not just talking about a, a subject um, we're not just talking about a, a curriculum, we're talking about people's lives. Mm. Um, we're talking about people's identities. And you need someone who understands that because that's the difference between a person who would say stuff along the lines of, let's just make a, a presentation and let's just kind of share that and teach people and someone embedding it into day-to-day -day life and talking about culture and identity and what people within our community go through. Um, so I think that understanding is is really key, and someone who can yeah. push that and and share that as well. Across yeah, the, I mean across the school community. 
definitely agree. I do think with like anything in education or within a school context, it has to be um, leadership down, someone who is really pushing um, to make sure that these things are actually happening, but equally having that person who is, like you said, passionate about the cause or, you know, whatever it is, whether it's Black History Month or um, any other celebration within a school community. Um, yeah, absolutely. It reminds me of, um, I hope you don't mind me sharing, I was, remember I was talking to um, to my sixth formers yeah. um, because they weren't pleased with some of the resources that had been circulated mm. uh, for Black History Month. And um, yeah, so these, these, these sixth formers were, were Black. It's, it's relevant. Um, and yeah, they they'll a bit upset um, and they were being really vocal. Mm. Um, and they kind of, and in, in my conversation with them, it allowed me to encourage them to, to get involved, get involved in, in student voice. Absolutely. Um, get involved in giving feedback because this is why we tell you guys to get involved. There's things about the school that we want you to engage in and to make a difference in, um, and you choose not to. And this yeah. is what happens when you don't. Um, yeah. You end up in these type of situations where you're displeased um, and you feel powerless, but you do, you do have a right and you do have opportunities. Um, so it really caused me to really push them um, to get involved and you know on the back of that I had some students in my year group um, who identified issues with some of our policies and they raised it there was there was a meeting um, and now they're working with me to review our policies to wow. ensure that it's that it's inclusive um, and then we'll be able to kind of present it to governors and and make a make a change make a change um, yeah so, so it's, it's exciting times for them it's exciting times for me and it's definitely something I want to push and I didn't even plan for it. Yeah. It's just one of those things that just kind of happens and you yeah. go with it. Yeah, and I think that's a really powerful point for student advocacy as well, that students don't really actually realise that they can make a difference if they're willing yeah. to to put themselves forward because it's not just us, it's they're the ones who are infl- who are affected by, you know, our influences. Definitely, definitely yes. a, a powerful point for advocacy. Um, and maybe I think that could actually be a, another conversation, um, you know, later down the line on Teachers Talk Radio. But the the power that that plays, um, not just yeah. in, like you said, Black History Month, any anything really. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Right, Grady, thank you. It's been a pleasure as always. Um, <laughs> I have loved talking with you. And if you are listening and you're on Twitter or you're listening back, please do connect with Grady. Um, I'm sure you want to put your, or you will put your um, handle into text it into the live studio, Grady. No problem. Thank you yeah. for having me. Um, of course. And actually, the last thing I wanted to say is that you shared a video, didn't you, of you dancing <laughs> um, at the end of your Black History Month assembly. Was it last year? It was last year, yeah. Yeah. How did that go down? What, the video? No, how did the dancing go down with your students? Oh, so... Um... <laughs> I was talking about the series that I was doing um, and to kind of conclude it, a couple of the girls came up to me as I was doing the assemblies and they uh, they said that they wanted to get involved. They wanted to do a dance. Oh, okay. Um, so I said, I said, that's brilliant because obviously it was, it was, it was COVID. So the, it was more video presentations, the assembly rather than live. Yeah. Um, so I said, of course, you know, we'll record it. Um, and one of the staff members who knows I can dance made a joke about <laughs> me getting involved in the dance. Well, I used to dance, made a joke. And the girls are like, yeah, 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 yeah. So get involved, get involved. Um, so so I got involved and just had to remind them that you know, <laughs> I'm Congolese. So yeah, yeah, I think a lot of, I think, yeah, I think 
my ratings definitely increased after Did I it. saw that video and they realised that they can't move like me. <laughs> you know, it could have I mean, backfired very, very easily, though. No, nah, I don't know how. You're that confident. Sorry. Listen, Sorry. I mean, they, they could have tried to clash me, but listen, I've been there. People have, many have tried and they failed. So now I'm just chilling. But now now you're out. just chilling. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you as always for joining me. Feel free to stay in the live studio. Feel free to continue um, and get involved with conversation, um, Grady. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> Take care. Um, oh, fantastic. So that was our first guest slash co-host, Grady, who, um, like I said, he is SLT within his school, but he has taken a lead on Black History Month this year. And um, it has it's really nice to hear um, the things that are going on across different schools. And like I said, I did put a poll out earlier. So I just wanted to share some of the responses we've had. And honestly, I'm just so jealous. So we had uh, Forest Hill School Library. They had a display of relevant new books. So three featured, featured titles and a selection of books on the whole school theme of legacy. They held poetry jams um, with some, you know, liter literature um, greats like, like Benjamin Zephaniah, um, Chinua Achibi. Plus, Year 9 had an author visit from Femi Fadugba. Um, for anyone who is not familiar with that name, he is an author who released his first I guess it was a novel, um, his first book that was all about physics and time travel, but set in the heart of Peckham, um, South London. And obviously I'm from South London and Peckham's around the corner. So um, yeah, really exciting. It's a really, really good book. And I may have mentioned it previously, um, but I'm just so jealous of that because he actually visited the school. So I'm going to have to um, try and beat that one, one up that one and get an author in ASAP. Um and then we had uh, someone else who did, what did they do? They had, oh, so uh, someone who has been on Khalil's show previously, that's Albert. He said they did two weeks worth of Black History Month assemblies, a Black careers fair for all years. That sounds really interesting. Um, a Black to Front Day. So like... Um, Grady mentioned about the Black to Front Day that was on C4 um, a few weeks ago. All lessons had a focus on Black history and famous figures for that day. Poetry competition, Afro-Caribbean food, and they're doing a Rep Your Country Day tomorrow, which sounds so exciting. I'm so jealous, um, especially the Rep Your Country Day. Uh, I guess it's a non-school uniform day. That sounds so good. Um, yeah, so many things. Oh, was another one so we hold an annual BHM conference where students come off of timetable and select the work after selecting the workshops they would like to attend film screenings a student and staff cook-off oh my gosh African dance for year eight Bernadine Evaristo I don't know if anyone like I'm an avid reader. Bernadine Evaristo is the author who wrote the best-selling girl well, award-winning girl, woman, other um, amazing book, Penguin event and tutor time events as well. So lots of things going on. I shared a picture of the food that our canteen cooked up, our chef cooked up and her team um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, which, which people loved is jollof rice, jerk chicken, um, planting, and I say planting, okay, um, don't try and correct me. Um, 
planting and uh, dumplings and some other bits and bobs that had been cooked up. So, oh, so exciting. It's just so such an exciting time of year for me. And the students, no matter <laughs> no matter the, um, their, their cultural background, they just really appreciate, you know, the extra effort that is going into, you know, celebrating these these days um, and, and, you know, the effort that all the teachers and the staff around them um, are, are putting in. Um, Grady, I disagree. It's not plantain. Disagree, disagree, disagree. Um, and Oshin, evening Oshin. Yes, that's how I call it, plantain. Okay. Um, no more conversation to be had on that one. Um, however, it is 10 to 9. The, the time is flying um, because I guess I'm having fun. Um, so I'm going to welcome my second special guest who I'm really pleased to have on the show. It is the first time that I am uh, hosting her. Her name is Adiola Ogundeli. She is a personal friend and a well-experienced educator. She's currently a head of media and head of year at her school. Um, like I said, she's got lots of experience, but I'll let her introduce herself. Um, Adiola, are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Yeah, a bit tired after a long time, but you know. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much for giving up part of your evening to join me. Um, it's lovely to have you on. Thank you for inviting me. Finally. Of course. Oh, <laughs> s- sorry, Lis- <laughs> listeners, listeners, can you hear this? I'm getting attacked. <laughs> um, no, of course I do. Like, so yeah, no, it's an absolute pleasure. And um, guess apologize i apologize for, for it being so long um tom has texted in saying that was a big sigh adiola it's been a long day yeah i'm trust me i am tired i'm so so tired it was, yeah. a, it was a student's last day today we've got internet day tomorrow and they were actually wild today they were oh. very wild so i'm tired yeah end of half term trouble <laughs> yeah. i guess um grady as well has said that finally yeah, was violent <laughs> I actually um, sat up. I was lying back up to say, finally. <laughs> right. So I know I've given you a, a short introduction. Do you want to give a quick introduction to listeners who you are and how long you've been in teaching? All right. So as Genevieve has said, I am head of year. So the way it works in our school is we take them through the school. So my year group are currently year nine. Um, so I, stay, I started with them in year seven. I'm head of media studies and I'm also teacher of English. I have been doing... Been, I've been a teacher of English for about 15 years. I've been, yeah, I've been teaching for about 15 years now. And I also, in my school, lead equality and diversity. Amazing. Amazing. So you're definitely one of the right people to get on the show this evening. As you know, we are talking about and celebrating diversity as part of Black um, British History Month. I've got that wrong. Black History Month. I'm tired. <laughs> um, Tom, you've texted and saying we can definitely forgive you for that. It's the last day for him tomorrow. As well. <laughs> um, solidarity there from Tom. So Adiola, then uh, you, I asked you to come on the show because you have shared some beautiful things going on in your school that you have led on. Yeah. Um, but what has been your role in celebrating BHM this year? All right. So I. Was- Go, I'll do a little history session kind of thing. Like like you, like you said, you talk a lot about identity. And yeah. I've always been like that at my school. My school, everyone, the staff know, the students know, I am that teacher that talks about being a black British person. Yeah. And the school that I work in, there's a very small amount 
of black people and people of ethnic minority. So I feel like I need to be that voice. And also we don't have many teachers. I'm one of about three teachers that are of ethnic minority, well, black, three black teachers, I'll say. Yeah. So I kind of have taken on that role and run with and ran with it. So yeah. when the George Floyd situation happened, my school realized that because like I say, it is very white British, they've never really paid much attention to um, race and being of ethnic minority. They're just educated, if that yeah. makes sense. But when George Floyd situation happened, they realized, okay, we have to do something about it. So I was asked by the head teacher and the deputy head to, if I wanted to set up like an inequality and diversity committee mm. and if I wanted to lead on it and just, you know, yeah, just lead on the situation. Yeah. So I've been doing since that. And so I'm not a mean member of senior leadership, but when it comes to certain things, I am. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. like an extended member of senior yeah, leadership. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Did I cut you off? No, no, go, go, go. Yeah. So, um, so extended senior leadership. So that means as part of your equality and diversity role, I guess, that, you know, these sorts of um, celebrations is very much within your remit. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, the way we do it in our school is we have um, SLT deliver assemblies to, because we've got, like, an agora, like a hall. It's not a hall, I'd say, it's necessary, if you know what an agora is. That's where yeah. we have assemblies. And it can only hold one year group at a time. At a time, yeah. So we, rather than tutor time, we call it mentor time. So during mentor time, the year, on Monday, year 11, on Monday, year seven, have assembly, Tuesday, year eight, and so on and so forth. And it's usually a member of SLT that deliver an assembly. So every week is a different topic. On the, um, from so the beginning of October, it was Black History Month topic, and I led that assembly. So like, okay. I, like I, you know what I say, an extended kind of ART member. SLT yeah. member. So I led the assembly. So what I did was um, I got my student, because I'm head of year, I've got, obviously I've got a really good relationship with my year group. So rather than me just lead the assembly, they led the assembly. I obviously gave them the tools and wrote the script with them and everything, but they did the assembly. And what I also wanted to do, because I wanted, um, like when I asked for volunteers, unfortunately, first of all, it was just people of colour that volunteered to participate. Yeah. And, I, uh, and I wasn't happy with that because the way I see it is if we're going to unite, we have to educate everyone. Everyone has, has to know. So after, when we did the assembly, when when we when I got the final amount of volunteers, it was very mm. mixed. so every it was mixed white people, black people, everyone you know they were all involved. Yeah. So um, the way we did the assembly, like you know, as the theme this year is proud to be. Yeah. Usually with um, Black History Month assemblies, it's usually like stock information. It's always Rosa Parks and the Civil Rights Movement. That's yeah. all what the assembly is every year. If you talk about Black History Month that's what they always come up with. American so, history, isn't that's it? it? American history and just the negativity around black history, like mm. slavery. And I just thought, that's not our history. And I don't want that to be the focus. Our assembly is only 10 minutes long. So I was thinking, how can I try and change that idea of black history in 10 minutes? So what we did was we had, we uh, the kids um, acted out a Rosa Parks play. And then okay. we, had another, we had another kid run in the middle of the plate and say, stop, stop, stop. No, this is our history. Oh, wow. And then the kids got together and then we, um, we, did, we talked about Windrush. We talked about African hairstyles. We talked about culture. 
food, and then we did a little. Um, no, actually, look, at the, for the assembly, when the students were walking in and the teachers were walking in, I played Fela Kuti. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, the um, Nigerian. Hip, yeah, Nigerian. Is yeah. it Hip Life? No, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, Hip Life is Ghanaian. He's afro Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, there we go. The student... Um, the, when they walked into assembly, they walked into Felakuti. So that was mm. the first part of new his, new music, something they hadn't heard before. And a lot of teachers had come up to me saying, what was that music that you were playing? That's, that was really good, you know? So that was something that they learned. And they walked into Felakuti. Then we did the Rosa Parks bit, stopped that, and then did the taught them about um, black history in general. And then wow. at the end, we played Burner Boy because Burner Boy was very much inspired by Fela Kuti. And yes, it says that as well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And the kids did a dance, which I taught them. So I taught them a dance. And we did Shaku Shaku, all that. And they did <laughs> the dance. And then they went into the assembly and got, little, and got kids from the year group to come and dance with them. So the oh, end wow. of the assembly was just people dancing on stage. It was so lovely. Like I had um, the year 10s after their assembly, they when I was teaching them, Miss, that was the best assembly we've ever had. I used oh to hate God. your year group, but I love your year group now. <laughs> that assembly was so good. They loved it. And we delivered it to um, every day of that. Like I say, we had, um, it's a week assembly. So on Monday, it was year seven up till Friday. So every morning, my, we delivered that assembly. And what we've also done is um, we've done this thing called Black History Heroes. And what yeah. that is where every teacher, well, not every teacher, but a number of teachers have recorded like a little three to four minute video talking about a black person who they find inspire and inspiring. So um, I chose Lupita Nyong'o and some yeah. people have chosen Justin Fashionu, Catherine Johnson, Mae Jemison, you know, different black people that have they have found inspiring for whatever reason. And I said, so I made, I said, no limits, no limits. You know, no limits, yeah. present, like another teacher's done Prince, you know, Ran just any, you know, what it doesn't, doesn't matter. Whoever they find inspirational. Yeah. And so every day in mentor time, the students have been listening to a short video about from another teacher. And those videos have also been posted onto Twitter, which is also good because parents, so parents are now able to see what their kids are seeing as well. Yeah. And I, I think I saw on your Twitter about um, inspirational heroes um, that, you know, that, that everything that you described and it, it did look really good. Yeah. But to hear about everything that's happened, like the assembly, getting the students from all backgrounds involved. Yeah. And, and I think also when it comes to some of our, when it comes to Black History Month and we think about um, our non-Black students, yeah. they, they, you know, we don't, we also want them to feel included that's, and to that's exactly want to participate. And, but often they're just shy. That's it. They're shy. That's why yeah. the point, there's a point like with, with the year 10s assembly, the kids were calling people down and the little girl, she was a white girl and she came down and she was attempting to do the dance and it was really nice. And then one boy, he was in the assembly and you could see him, he wanted to come down, but he was shy. So I called his name. I said, come on, come down. He came down and he just took over the assembly. He just danced. Oh. And it was so, it just brightened up everyone's day. It was so, so lovely. It was so nice just to see everyone just in just loving African mu music and just dancing yeah. and being ashamed. And it was just it was just really good. And then we've had this other situation. We've, we also had we took a few of them on a trip to the Windrush exhibition in the Whitgift Centre. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, it's just opened, isn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. opened a little while ago. We've also had Shanika Benjamin. She is the Croydon Council Poet Laureate. She's coming mm. to school for two days and done some sessions with the with some of the kids and they've written poems about it so we've this year if I'm honest I think that 
Black History Month has gone well in my school this year. Yeah. It's not really, I think because the head teacher just lets me do what I want <laughs> when it comes to black, when it comes to it, she just lets me do it. And I just go with it. And she said, that, it, yeah. yeah. And she said that they had a PTA meeting and the parent, a black parent said to her that this is the best black history month she's seen. Normally it feels like they just kind of just shoved something together. But this year it seems, it feels really thought out and it's across, it's not just one thing at one time. It's been across the month. So mm. on, on Twitter, every day, you've seen something about black history, every day on my Twitter. So, uh, yeah, I'm quite pleased with it. And then today we had um, our, di we call it a diner rather than a canteen, our diner staff cook um, jerk chicken, rice and peas, plantain, mm. plantain. Plantain, and, okay. Um, okay. And um, corn and the corn <laughs> and all of that stuff. And what I loved about that, the chef is a white man. He's never cooked it before. I loved the fact that he went, to find the ingredients and he learned how to cook it. Yeah. it so amazing. Like he's never cooked that, that type of thing before, but he wanted to celebrate Black History Month. So yeah, I'm I'm quite I'm happy with And that's what it's yeah, about. It's about plantain. <laughs> plantain. I I ignore that comment, yeah. that text in. Um, but yeah, no, that's what it's about. It's about bringing um, all different backgrounds together, isn't it? To celebrate rather than just look at it, at, look at the solemn history of, of, of our people. It's that's exactly celebration. For me, there was no way that I was going to, like the, in history, they learn about slavery. In history, they learn about Rosa Parks. Why am I going to make Black History Month that again? Mm. I don't want them to see it as um, just, you know, just negative and like like I say I talked in the assembly we talked about the things that black people have brought to the world so we talked about like cane rows for example and then what some of the, some of the white girls in the assembly they had their hair in cane rows and they said yeah. my hair is in French braids which is an adaptation of cane rows you know yeah. this is what black people have brought to us so it was just it was just nice and then the people dancing they were wearing African clothes white girls wearing African clothes it was just it was just nice to see everyone uniting and yeah. doing stuff together. So. It sounds beautiful. Um, Grady has texted in saying this all sounds amazing. Wow. And this is it. It's about teaching what's not taught in schools. Okay. Adiola, I'm going to be right back after the nine o'clock news. Please stay with us. This is Teachers Talk Radio. And this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Megan Goods. This is your latest Teachers Talk Radio News. Schools have faced warnings this week from data privacy watchdogs following the rollout of facial recognition technology in canteens. The systems were initially installed to be more COVID-safe, allowing students to make contactless payments. A spokesman for the schools implementing the new technology said the software makes payments faster and over 97% of school communities had given their consent for it to be used. However, a spokeswoman for children's digital rights group Defend Digital Me argued that biometrics should never be used for children in educational settings. No ifs, no buts. It's not necessary, just ban it. The focus group recommended that the least invasive option always be used where young people are concerned. 
Three schools across Buckinghamshire have been targeted this week by anti-vaccination campaigners. The protest groups targeted the schools with loudspeakers, flyers and QR codes which students were encouraged to scan to listen to a song warning them about the alleged dangers of the vaccine. Police were forced to attend one of the scenes to disband protesters. The county remains on red alert for potential anti-vaccine protests at their schools and have had to issue guidance to staff at schools on how to handle demonstrators. That was your latest Teachers Talk Radio News. Live from London, this is The Late Show with Genevieve Bent on Teachers Talk Radio. Welcome back to The Late Show with me, your host, Genevieve Bent. It is 9.06pm. We are here tonight talking about Black History Month in schools, how to celebrate it and some amazing practice that I have seen and educators sharing that with me and our listeners. So I'm with Adiola, who is a head of media studies and head of year in a and a quality and diversity lead in a school in um, South London. Adiola? Hello. Hi, welcome back. Um, so we were talking about everything that you have done, um, which includes the powerful assemblies that you did, um, the food that's happened, your sharing of inspirational heroes. What sort of feedback have you had then from students, parents and, and other staff members, I guess? Um, yeah, like I said, um, after the assemblies, I, there were a number of staff members asking who the music was that they were walking into and a lot of them saying it was a really good assembly they really enjoyed it um parents have also like i said as well parents felt this year that it wasn't thrown together um yeah. also like that what was nice was there's there was a parent that wasn't my biggest fan and uh, she was very happy her daughter participated in the assembly and she yeah really happy to see her daughter because she this parent has always felt that I've because I'm quite like you say identity she felt that I was too black and didn't care about the other you know other students yeah. yeah but she when she saw her daughter in the assembly it made her see things differently she was really happy to see that and our relationship has grown from that you know so yeah. those sort of things and even to have the girl volunteer to take part she danced in front of the whole school she yeah. put, put on African clothes so, you know, parents have felt they've been happy to learn about our culture, but not feel excluded from it. Yes. Know that they can be, they can join it. Because I think they always felt they were excluded. Whereas I was like, no, we're not excluded. We want to, you know, join together. So I think that this made them realise that, you know, we are all together in it. It's nice to learn about others. It doesn't mean that we're dividing. We're just trying to encourage each other to be involved, you know. So Absolutely. That, that is, yeah, it's gone quite well. It's gone well. The only one drawback I'd say is I think that we still, you know, one thing that I did want to happen was where teachers taught it in their subjects. And I think mm. that is one area that we still need to work on. Um, for example, when I was asking, when I was asking for volunteers for the Black History Heroes, I did get a, a few teachers asking, do they have to be black? Mm. <laughs> and, you know, it's, because they don't want to focus on black people. So I think a lot of people feel 
that there's this agenda, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter thing. And I think that that's still something that we need to work on. And yeah. some people just didn't put it like, you know, some teachers just didn't put it into a curriculum because they just think, why? Why do I need to teach about black history? So I think that's something that we still need to work on. Yeah, and I, I'd say that's something that, you know, lots of places, places with schools or, well. you know, other institutions will need to work on that over time. And I guess it's just not, it's being relentless and determined to continue to and persevering that actually this is for everyone not just for but the way i see it this is not going to happen overnight because the divide yeah. doesn't happen overnight so to rebuild it it's not going to happen overnight and Absolutely. one person per year is good enough if that makes sense so that's you know it is get like i say this black history month was better than last year so next yeah. year will be better and in the year exactly off, be so you know not all teachers were involved but that's fine as the, the way i see it is um, we're trying to change the next generation and the kids don't know that all teachers didn't want to get involved if that makes sense yeah all they see is the history the black history and the uniting that's what they saw and that's that's good enough for me and that's what's important isn't exactly. it exactly and um I, I asked Grady the same question, but how well do you think Black History Month has been celebrated this year across the country, not just um, in schools, but on media and, you know, retailers and that sort of thing? Yeah, when you were asking him, I was thinking, if Hoshi doesn't ask me, I, have, I don't know. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't pay any attention to, like, TV or stuff like that. The only thing, yeah, so I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's gone well. I have no idea. The only thing I do know, I mean, like um, Grady said, the Black to Front on Channel 4, but that was in September, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and yeah. For me, I said it was a nice lead up to it. But I don't know what's happened in October. I haven't. I think the only thing I've watched is Coronation Street. So you know, I don't know what's been going on in the media or anything. So I can't. I really can't comment on that. You do love your Coronation Street, yeah, though. I, <laughs> I haven't watched it this week though. So tomorrow, after you know, when once I'm uh, once uh, broken up, yeah, up, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I think the last question really is, you know, you took a lead on it, and that was ver that's very much clear to hear that. It, you took the responsibility for it but whose responsibility do you think it is do you think it should be AL um, senior leadership team do you think it should be te heads of departments teachers in departments does it just be does it just that champion like who do you think the responsibility falls down to well, I think the responsibility should be senior leadership team because, yeah. because Black History Month and you know the whole Black Lives Matter movement and all of that unfortunately is a bit controversial it shouldn't be but it is and it's a bit of a taboo topic in order for other staff members to take it seriously it has to be someone from the senior leadership team otherwise it's just not they don't see it as that important if yeah. just, if a head of if you're just a standard teacher they'll just be like they would just see it as that teacher is pushing an agenda whereas if it if it's senior leadership team they see it as a, a whole school focus mm. so what what one one negative thing is that what tends to happen is it tends to be the black person that's leading it and again that can have is positive because it shows that you know it's someone that's passionate about it and that understands identity but the other issue is that it just looks like that person is black and that's the only reason why they care it's not really you know um they they only care because they're black rather than yeah it's a real issue that everyone should care about. And yeah. that's the good thing in my school. I think now, like I say, since George Floyd, other, P, other teachers, like working with me, I've got another white man that works with me on it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and it just looks better, you know, to, to other staff, say, see, it's not just me doing it. It's not just Adiola, the black woman. Yeah. It's also him. 
Yeah, it's a united effort. Yeah. I always yeah. like to add one more thing that we've done, actually. Um, yeah. Students, the first mission I've been doing students' hair, like the black boys that have come in with their uh, hair and they need it done. I've been doing that. There's one girl who's always had an afro. She had an afro. She used to straighten it because she hated having afro hair. But she's, um, I've, I've started, uh, you know, every Monday she comes to my office, to come to my room um, at lunchtime and I do her hair for her and I'm teaching her about hair care and a lot of things like that. So it's, it's, I'm helping people to appreciate their, uh, their identity and that's going around the school. So a lot of, I'm getting some year 11s coming to find Miss Ogundeli. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, it's, it, that sort of links to what we did for World Afro Day. We had a, uh, a braiding and, and beading station for some of the, some of our students. It wasn't just girls, it was boys as well, like you yeah. said. And, um, you know, it, they, they just loved it. Um, the teachers, like some of us teachers did hair. So I did some hair of some of our students, some, some of my colleagues did, but also our year 11 spent, um, their own evening and gave up their time to do the, the hair of the younger students. It's really good. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, Adiola, thank you so much for joining me finally. Um, <laughs> um, it's been lovely to have you on and it's been so nice to hear of how um, much you've done in your school, especially you particularly, to, to, I guess, represent for the Black community and to really uplift and celebrate Black History Month. Do you have anything else that you wanted to share at all? No, I think I've said everything, I think, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, listeners, if you are um, in the live studio, um, please do connect with Adiola. Adiola, please do, if you'd like to share your um, social media or Twitter, please do text it in. Um, but of course, absolutely, um, absolutely a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. And thank you, Adiola. Please do stay um, tuned if you have got any spare time. Um, it is 9.15. We are coming up towards the end of the show. We've had some comments. Um, Grady Hollyoaks had those episodes focused on the black characters. That was really good. So Martine um, and all that. That's that family. That was really, I oh, love that. Um, and also he is giving Adiola congrats on your MPQSL. Big congratulations, Adiola. Um, so that is for anyone who isn't in teaching per se, um, MPQSL is the National Professional Qualification for Senior Leaders. Um, and she, I know that she did a project and it was based on equality and diversity, actually. Um, Karen has texted in saying, yes, that bias needs to be worked on in staff and agree with that because... Um, like Adiola says, it should be a and, and Grady, we all agreed that it should be a top down um, sort of um, narrative, a whole school narrative, because as we know, when it does come from a single teacher in a, you know, in a department further down the school, it doesn't have that same gravitas. Um, it doesn't have the same, um, I guess, urgency that teachers meet it with when it is SLT. So, yeah, I completely agree with that one. Um, and I think just the last thing um, that I wanted to do this evening is celebrate some fantastic educators, not just grading Adiola, but who have um, other educators who have spent um, their efforts and time into celebrating Black History Month, um, you know, perfectly. I mean, you know, there's always room for improvement, but have really done so much within their community, their school community to push and celebrate Black History Month um, this October. So right after this ad break, I am going to... Need support with your phonics teaching? Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DFE validated programmes to help you? 
Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use, and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. To find out more and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. Hello everyone and welcome to the History Hotline, the hottest line for all things black history and beyond. I'm your host, Diana Lynn Cook, making space for honest conversations about black British, Caribbean and African history. Here to teach you all the things left out of your school books. Make sure you subscribe to the History Hotline on all good podcast platforms. Follow us on social media at the History Hotline on Instagram and at the History HL on Twitter to find out about new upcoming episodes. Do you struggle with people-pleasing? Is it a constant battle managing different and difficult personalities? Why not inspire, challenge and empower your team through the Mal CPD Essential Coaching Skills for School Leaders course? Or gain practical skills to become a strong and compassionate leader through the assertive leadership and the emotionally intelligent leader courses? All Mal CPD courses are accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. Find out more at www.malcpd.com. So, we are celebrating Black History Month this evening um, and looking at celebrating the educators who are going above and beyond to do that within their school communities. And I have had special guests Grady and Adiola in the live studio this evening talking to me about the work that they have done this year to celebrate BHM in their schools. But I also said that I wanted to take the time to acknowledge some other educators who um, couldn't uh, you know, participate in this evening's conversation. But I know I spoke to him yesterday and that is Kimoy Walker. Um, now he is uh, also on Twitter. He's a head of year and he's a CEO of a community group in Manchester where he um, lives and works. And um, I, you know, he would have loved to have been on the show, but he is actually doing some amazing things um, to celebrate Black History Month, which means he couldn't be here this evening. But all this week, he has his youth group have been running Black History Month events. Um, and tonight, they're actually at the theatre. So um, he's taken the youth group out for Black History Month to celebrate Black History um, to see a play, which I think is just fantastic. And it just shows how much he is dedicating um, in terms of his time and efforts into doing so. Um, and it's also his birthday today. So if at any point he listens back, happy birthday, Kimoy. Um, but celebrations have included, um, in his school, have included wearing African attire each Monday. So if you do follow him on Twitter, it's at Kimoy Walker. He um, has been posting photos. Uh, he's done cooking club with colleagues for students um, of African and Afro-Caribbean dishes. He's done assemblies and he's had um, members of the local community come in to do talks and workshops with his students. So, of course, a massive um, round of applause for him because he's doing lots of great things. And then also, 
Uh, there's another educator at, at Miss MC underscore maths. She has been doing some math teacher, but she's also interested in um, diversity and equality. And she has been celebrating Black British artists and doing that as a collective um, within her school to get all students involved, as well as launching a whole school um, competition to produce a piece of creative work which um, represents Black History Month. So I wanted to celebrate her work as well. So, I mean, we've come to the end of the show. I've really enjoyed uh, this show because, like I said, I love to talk about um, anything related to identity and I love my shows being themed around that and of course Black History Month is so it's such a powerful time of year or it can be and it should be a powerful time of year um, not just for us but to celebrate um, celebrate our history and to share that with other people in our community um, so I've really enjoyed doing this show um, and the last thing that I wanted to talk about is it's a little bit of a um, cheeky plug although I'm not making any thing from it I guess just to push it for whatever reason um but that is a new musical that came out recently it was scheduled to come out earlier in the year but it got pushed back because obviously COVID um but it's a new musical and it's about the reggae superstar the Jamaican that is Bob Marley um and he you know we know his legacy we know the impact that he has had a lot around the world we know the the legacy of reggae that he has um that he created that he founded um and you know how much that has influenced positively influenced the world across all communities and i mean what other what other i guess what am i trying to say what other way can you really um can you push this idea of unison and unity and celebration um other than talking about Bomali, of course, and the influence that he's had in terms of reggae music. So um, I went to see it this week um, with my mum and sister, and we went to go and see, it was actually a birthday present for my mum, obviously got pushed back. So it worked out really well, because it was sort of a birthday present for her, as well as me, because it's my birthday early in the month. Um, and oh, so good. So if you know anything about Bob Marley, he is, uh, he was a biracial um, Jamaican. So he was um, mixed black and white or Af African heritage and European heritage, obviously with Jamaica being um, a former colonized island. And so um, they talk about that in, at the beginning of the, the musical, but actually the person who plays him, his name's Arinze Kine, he is a British Nigerian. Um, and so there was, you know, there was conversations about is he the right person to do this? Obviously his heritage is different, but at the end of the day, he is a black man. He is, um, he's an actor, he's a great actor and it was so, so good. So I really, really recommend, um, really recommend you go and seeing it all the big hits no woman no cry exodus redemption song turn your lights down low all of that good stuff um and yeah what better way to celebrate black history month i say it was so good so good and i know that they are going to be doing school visits as well so you know within your schools that may be something that you want to pursue i know that it's on until april i think um so you better hurry okay um 
but that's the last thing from me. Thank you so much to anyone who has listened this evening. Thank you to anyone who is listening back. Um, and if you're not on half term, I wish you a very restful and fun and amazing half term. And if you are already on half term like me, <laughs> um, I wish you a amazing rest of the half term. Um, thank you to Grady. Thank you to Adiola. Thank you to everyone who, um, you know, has been celebrating and pushing Black History Month within their schools. And thank you for listening. It is Thursday. It's the late show with me, Genevieve Bent, and it's good night from me. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.